Devontae to the right, single receiver left, Lazard. Give is to Jones, up the middle, right hand. Breaking free, he's off to the races. Yes, it's going to be secretary at the Belmont. No one will catch him to the end zone. Touchdown, Aaron Jones, 75 yards. Single back offense, Peterson alone set back, off play action, quick toss, left side. Intercepted yes. to the end zone for a touchdown. It is Chandon Sullivan on the interception for a touchdown, a pick six. Uh, they were down 14-3 to and win going away 42-21 to over the Lions. Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill. I'm here with my two brothers who also have names. We are basking for the second straight week in a trouncing, a 40-burger. This time the Packers over the division rival Detroit Lions, 42-21 to at home. And for the second week in a row... We are worshiping an Aaron, and that is that's lucky. We have two Aarons that are magnificent. This this week it was Aaron Jones. Give Aaron Jones the, the Pat, Pat Mahomes, Mahomes deal. contract. That's right. He should be the first player to make a billion dollars <laughs> in the NFL. Aaron Jones, give him all the money. You talk about should we pay him? We know he's a running back. I think you should give him. $500 million. Yes. Yep. Yep. You pay him for 12 years. $250 million contract. None of it guaranteed. Ooh. Just nothing guaranteed. Not, not like a dime guaranteed. <laughs> you got to earn every cent of it. I think, you know, Russ Ball can make it happen. And then you give him the $10 million insurance policy that your Michael Finley had that he rode off into the sunset with. Motherfucker and, came back from the and sunset that, and started talking <laughs> shit. He came back with that fire from the sunset. <laughs> Finley is bitter. That dude is, is... I don't know whether he blames the Packers or, like, God or what, but he is fucking bitter about his experience, and he feels like he's not... He hasn't gotten his due yet from the game of football somehow. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's just who he is. I think he just he's he's got a greedy soul that just sucks up all energy around it. I think he's he's a, and that makes him a good tight end. That made him a good tight end. You know that works. Except he dropped a shit ton of passes. People forget yeah. that he yeah. dropped everything. His soul was greedy, but his hands were like yeah. <laughs> Deacon. Um, I think we should wrap him up through at least 2040. Yeah. He's right. You could just tell in his knees, like, <laughs> his knees have a good 20 years. The thing about mm-hmm. running backs is everyone says don't pay them, but as Packers fans, we know what it's like when you don't have one, yeah. and you see other mm-hmm. teams that do, and it just feels so unfair. You know, I Yeah, know. I remember five years ago when people thought you shouldn't pay kickers. And now everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, kickers are the most important thing in the world. you got to pay your kickers. I think we should be ahead of the curve, realizing that when you've got a talent and somebody who loves the game and somebody who shines lights on your franchise for just being pleasant, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that dude is just so enjoyable and entertaining to watch, and you love that he's a Packer. You don't mm-hmm. want to see him anyplace else. You'd love Aaron Jones, and you'll love his dad. Right? You love the whole family. And you look at his dad and you're like, yeah, that guy's got good stock. He's going to be good for another 35 <laughs> years. 
So, yeah, I mean, legitimately, how do you not give Aaron Jones an extension? How do you not pay him? He had a really, really nice game, and this was a this was a weird one because it was blowout-ish. Let's go back through this game. We start out giving them the ball, and they march down the field on us immediately. And, like, we did not stop shit for the first drive and a half. They scored two touchdowns on their two first drives, mm-hmm. right? The Detroit yes. Lions did. And it felt like it was going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really bad. We could not stop shit. Um, and, we'll, you know, let's talk about that for a second because that was the down point of the game, and that's been one of the down points of the season is that this defense – you know, it, going back to last year, they will go stretches where they just don't do anything, where there's no life, where we're just getting thrown all over. Yeah, it felt way too familiar. So, it, I mean, look for that later. It's you got to defend the run, mm-hmm. and Weird. when you can't, when it was your main prop, when it was your main demise last season in the playoffs, and you come back this season, and it's a problem two weeks in a row. It's it's concerning, and I want to see us stop the run. I want to, mm-hmm. and especially since this Detroit Lions backfield, you know, if we can't handle this backfield, who can we handle? Essentially, yeah, I I think that um, you know Gary Kubiak, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, whatever he's going to try and do whatever he wants to do. He obviously missed the memo that the 49ers sent out to the league that was like, hey, you can run on these guys forever. The Lions are inept in everything they do. Like, they they got two touchdowns, and they didn't know what to, They got two touchdowns, and they came. Like, that's they came in their pants, and that's like, <laughs> that's it. Then they were done, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I don't think Sean Payton is going to be that stupid. I think this is going to be an actual test that is going to show where our defense is at. Tell you that. Are we just done talking about the Lions? We're talking about the Saints now? No, 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 no. I, I just want to kind of harp on that point, kind of use that point of, like, this is this is our defense. Like, this is, is this our defense? Because this, this is definitely the low point. Right now, we have a lot of glowing things. Started slow and they came off a bad finish from the last game. We were on a stretch where we gave up five straight touchdowns. But after we regained the lead, our defense kind of got on top of their shit. Our defensive back started making some plays. Jair started looking like the dominant player that he is. Shandon made the big play, and. We kind of didn't let them even close to back in the game after that. So, like, well, the defense was worrying in the first half. If the defense plays like they did in the second half, I'm not concerned about that yet. The de- the defense had four three and outs plus the pick six. Mm-hmm. They had five three. Like, if you, I think you can count the first down pick six as a three and out. Mm-hmm. Five three and outs in the after the giving up that 14 point lead. Um, Packers didn't have any, hmm. so, um, but I think when you see a team go four three and outs plus a pick six on its own ten yard line, like there was something very wrong with the Lions, mm-hmm. 
mm. uh, right now. And, you know, you can be kind and say it's due to injuries. Uh, Kenny Galladay was not active, but... Um, no, Brad, the Lions just fucking suck. They suck. They suck. And the Vikings They're suck. A bad team. So we've, we've put up 40 points on two teams that suck. And our defense has not been in close games against two teams that suck. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was good. They bounced back. They were able to corral the run eventually. It still didn't seem dominant. It just seemed... You did, did, did you feel like we had consistent three and outs? Or was it just like, oh, we stopped them, and now you're getting the ball back? And I, it's partially because they kept fucking up. <laughs> I think that's kind of how this defense has always felt. Like, it's it's never... I don't think it's ever felt totally dominant, besides maybe, what, like the Bears, the first Bears game last year. And there were, there were a couple you know stretches here and there but i've never felt like this defense is dominant it's always been opportunistic well yeah you know what i think it is i think it's because this year our strength is our secondary and when you have a strong secondary it makes the other team look more inept because Mm -hmm. they'll you know they drop back to pass and nothing's open Mm -hmm. so they make a shitty check down throw or get sacked or you know, throw into coverage and it's incomplete, then, you know, they're throwing incompletions. But the fact is, Jair Alexander is still on fire. Still my defensive player of the year favorite, mm-hmm. Jair Alexander. And Kevin King is... Did not get thrown at. He didn't get thrown at. So what the fuck? He must not have done anything Josh wrong. Jackson came out. <laughs> Josh, Josh Jackson. Jackson. I mean, but Chandon Sullivan deserves credit. And he had not only the the... Um, pick, but he he made a couple nice plays with uh, pass breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, he so it's the secondary, it's the yeah. corner, the cornerbacks specifically. Like holy mm-hmm. shit! Imagine imagine the Packers with you know top tier cornerbacks. It's Ted Thompson's dream realized, but right. instead of Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins, it's <laughs> you know Kevin King, who is a Ted Thompson pick. On the flip side of the success of King and Alexander is. You know where have the Smith brothers been? What is our what is our front seven really doing? And does that does that worry you? Mm-hmm. No, it's real early. This is still mm. the second week of preseason. Hmm. Don't get going. I've got confidence in that. Yeah, I uh, I haven't seen Preston Smith. He was. Uh, you know, I think he's gotten a couple pressures here and there, uh, maybe a half a sack. I don't know. He was in on one of the Rashawn Gary sacks. Yes, on one of the Rashawn Gary sacks. I was watching Preston Smith, and Preston Smith got back, and then Rashawn Gary came out of nowhere and got the (laughs) initial hit, which was beautiful. And Rashawn Gary. He's been the best edge rusher. Yeah, yeah. He's picking up right where he left off last year. Uh, our Our defensive line, like, if you can continue to grow and get confidence. In times when you don't have uh, Kenny Clark, and that, that's great. Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes has been awesome. It's been great, you know. So you have guys like Chandon Sullivan and Chris Barnes who have been stepping up and coming out early, making names for themselves. 
That's that's a good sign. That is a good sign. That is a good sign. Darius Smith is going to get his. Preston Smith, when the when the moment comes, he will get his. I'm definitely and, not worried about Preston Smith. And the next two games, prime time. Prime time. The moment's coming. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, that thank you for that that little optimistic spin on the yeah. defense. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'll be all right. I mean, like, really, I, I mean, really, I was worried about the defense the first quarter of this. Yeah, of the this first last, two drives. Yeah, the first two drives, and then it was just like, oh, when's it going to stop? And then the Lions lioned, and, <laughs> you know. Flipping to the <laughs> offensive side of the ball, again, we already talked a little bit about Aaron Jones' success and everything that he did. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the passing game because last week we were all gung-ho to give Aaron Rodgers the Pat Mahomes contract Mm -hmm. and Aaron Rodgers had a good game he did fine Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't like Thunderdome shit it wasn't Mm -hmm. like lights out fucking I was going to say gas on (laughs) had guys been catching passes yeah like there were a lot of easy misses that would have bumped his stat line from Pretty good to pretty goddamn amazing. Oh my god, that Jace Stern. Did you, did you guys see the screenshot from the All 22 of Jace Sternberger's drop? Oh yeah, I mean, where he, yeah, you know, he had room. He had the entire that third of the field to run to himself. It, it just, you know, so we got two kind of things going on with that for for me. We got guys not using their first shots. MVS, you know, has missed some. Uh, Jay Sternberger, he missed it. Aaron Rodgers did not go back to him that game. Did yeah, he? no. That so that sucks. That kind of I think that is as telling as anything of where, you know, Jay Ster- Sternberger stands in this offense. He missed his shot right now. That's kind of where it is with Jace. Jace it's got to be so something far. in the way that Aaron throws a ball. Like, if he doesn't trust the receiver, quote-unquote trust, uh-huh. he's probably throwing it and putting, like, voodoo on it. Like, you're going to fucking drop this, aren't you? fucking dropped it, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in that, man. <laughs> I, I believe in that. Because it just seems to be such a thread, you know? With, like, guys like MVS. It's like, what? what is it? Do we just not check when we're scouting if these people can catch? We're like, eh, they'll figure it out. Right. But, so on the other hand, you have MVS who has definitely missed some balls. But Aaron Rodgers is committed to that dude. I think I think Rodgers and LaFleur must have sat in a room and were like, we fucking need MVS. Yeah. Like, Sternberger we can demote. Right. MVS, like, he's got to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, he's our shooter. He's got to shoot. You have to keep feeding him, and he's got to fucking get through these goddamn yips. If he doesn't, the season's in trouble unless we pick somebody up. Do you guys miss Jimmy Graham? I mean, I missed him when we were dropping, when our tight ends were dropping passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tanyan's dropped a couple this year, too. Yeah. He yeah. had he had the touchdown, and he had a nice game. He looked, he looked good, and... Uh-huh. You know, that's hopefully something that he Jimmy can... Graham was dropping shit last year. Like, how are we going to pretend that that did not happen as well? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just you want anybody else. Just anybody else, you know. Jimmy Graham. At Jimmy... least you could be mad at Jimmy Graham because you paid him like someone who wouldn't drop passes. Oh, yeah. When Jay Sternberger drops a pass, it's like, well... Yeah, also, <laughs> also Aaron Rodgers trusted Jimmy Graham. 
Yeah. And that that's an asset. That's an asset on this offense. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was 18 for 30 with six drops. So, Jesus. Yeah. So that's 24 for 30 without Devontae Adams. So. Yeah, Devontae was hurt. He had three catches. So I mean, he wasn't lighting the world on fire before before he was taken out. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the approach LaFleur took, which was like, I love it. We're yeah. winning. We're going to wait and see if we need you. Yeah, we'll be all right. Let's that's, a, that's a show of power right there. It's like when you can honestly say, like, okay, mm-hmm. like if if it's winning time, you can go in. But right. we have this. That's such a – I feel like that's – McCarthy would never do that. That is not McCarthy. Because McCarthy's like, we must be going to win the game at all times. Yeah. Um, congrats to him on his first win this week. What? I enjoyed seeing that. That was some wild <laughs> shit. Um, that was wild. Yeah. So, so you know, last week, Aaron Rodgers deserved the Pat Mahomes contract, and he still deserves that contract for last week for for that <laughs> performance. I mean, I I will pay him. I'll pay him the Pat. You Mahomes promise the Pat Mahomes deal? You got to pay up on the Pat Mahomes deal. Yep. But Aaron. Fucking offense has scored forty-two points. Absolutely, she should still absolutely get that deal. Like, great job, Aaron. Yeah, both of you. Yep. Give them both the fucking money. Aaron Rodgers passing for two hundred and sixty yards yeah, yeah, is yeah, very yeah. different than Josh Allen passing for two hundred sixty yards. Yeah, when you see Aaron Rodgers has twelve incompletions, it's like, well, six of them were drops, mm-hmm. and two of them were intentional throwaways. Yep. And two of them were thrown on purpose at like areas where only the receiver could catch them, and it was like, yeah. well, maybe this is out of reach, but if not, right, it's ours and only right. ours. And then he has two bad passes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Josh Allen has twelve, <laughs> yeah. twelve incompletions, it's like, well, three of them were nearly intercepted, right, <laughs> and three of them were overthrown mm-hmm. by ten yards. Two of them were just thrown into guys' hands. Yep. Yeah, it's like, it's totally different. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. So Aaron Rodgers, I feel really no different about him. He didn't light the world on fire, but uh, our offense did, which is amazing, which is great. Oh, yeah, I thought he kept pace with the week before, basically. It's just that, for one, we didn't have Devontae Adams for most of the game. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we had guys not catching the ball if they did i think he would have had another fedex fucking air the fucking here whatever the hell they call it <laughs> nowadays yeah yeah aaron Rodgers' uh numbers compared to 2011 and 2014 um i think in those years he had five and five and four touchdowns so he's got six yeah i i mean he's outpacing himself We'll see. He's got Aaron Rodgers has always just been the eye test. Like he's put up great numbers in seasons and I've been yeah. like, Yeah, but if you really watch him, he's playing like shit compared to his former self. And this yep. year he might not put up astronomical numbers, but I look at him and I'm like, No, he's playing damn near as good as he ever has. He's killing out there. He's slicing and dicing, he's wheeling, he's comfortable as shit in the pocket. He's got better pocket mobility than I've seen him with in years previous. He feels comfortable. He feels frisky, spry in there. 
he's looking to have some fun making these plays instead of just mm-hmm. trying to do it the most textbook safe way and get the correct number of yards and somebody you know he's got all the matrix numbers streaming in front of his eyes usually and he's just trying to do the right thing instead of just going out there with what he learned from Brett Favre and just to have some fun playing some fucking football I saw someone bring up the argument that I have used in the past against Aaron Rodgers, which is, oh, he has no interceptions. That tells me that he's not taking enough risks. Like, he's not making risks. Because he he was like, uh, him and Tom Brady led the league in fewest um, turnover-worthy throws. Like, they were the only quarterbacks without a turnover-worthy throw this season. And some douchebag analyst was like, this means that they he's not taking enough risk, and I'm like, he's nope. He's doing exactly what he wants, and the the hey, thing is like, in, previous, I would have agreed exactly. Yeah, it it was it did feel like he was not taking enough risks in previous years, but he's leading the leading in scoring. Like, what risks does he need to take? Yeah, yeah. 80, yeah it, as we have 85 points. That was right. my response. Right. He's being <laughs> extremely efficient in what he's doing. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's and it, but it's also an no eye test thing. And we're losing, but Deacon, if he has no interceptions and we're winning. Deacon, to what you were saying, it's definitely an eye test thing. When you see it, you know. When you know, you know. With Aaron Rodgers, like he's back. Still, yeah. as of now, back. Like I don't want to jinx it, but mm-hmm. um, and we'll see. Because he's facing Drew Brees this Sunday, and I think um, let's talk about some Saints. Yeah. Saints lost to Derek Carr in the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Saints. I heard this amazing stat on the broadcast. Saints have not started two and zero since two thousand thirteen. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um. So. A, like, on one hand, losing to the Raiders on brand for the Saints in, right. in week two. Um, but when I was watching that game, I was looking at that team and licking my chops. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, it's the eye test. You can say whatever you want about Drew Brees' fucking stats, but you look at Drew Brees and watch him play, and he's playing meek and meager as compared to what he usually does. Yeah. This is I, well. This is one thing that I see that that makes me a little bit scared. Was that every pass was to Alvin Kamara and uh, Jared Cook, tight ends and running backs, tight ends and running backs all day. Which yeah, that's that's checkdowns and and shit. But I think that's an area where we have a weakness. That's an area where we don't have the people to cover for that exactly. So well, hopefully, part of that, at least I don't feel like we've proven that. A big part of that is he lost Michael Thomas in that game, and he may very well not have him back for this game. Yeah, it's looking it's looking unlikely that, that Thomas will play, and I, I hope he doesn't because that would make winning a lot easier. Um, but it would certainly raise the level of challenge, and that's kind of appealing at this point, I guess. I, also, I mean, if we have to have Devontae sitting out, I think it's only fair. Let's just let them both sit out. Fuck <laughs> they can take their rests, and it's it's even. That's fair. Is um, Devontae sitting out? Is he still going to be out? Did not practice. Un- undetermined. They'll probably know by the time I get this published, but that's right. right. All right. Uh, and the other thing you see with the Saints is lots of underneath routes cutting across the field. 
Uh, Drew Brees loves hitting moving targets going across the middle, you know, mm-hmm. three to five yards downfield. And it it's an interesting formula. I think it's very scoutable. Like, I think there's got to be something that you can come up with for that uh, because they can't go downfield. Mm-hmm. They haven't shown the ability to do that. And I would love... You know, for them to test us there because I really like our DBs. I really, if you're going to take yeah. Jair and Kevin King deep, do it. Let's see what happens. Or Josh Jackson. Why are you skipping over Chandon Sullivan to Josh Jackson? <laughs> Chandon Sullivan is so good. All right. Chandon. And also, uh, our offensive line is going to see a bigger test than they have thus far. That's true. That's true. And I, I look forward to that. I think our offensive line has been amazing mm-hmm. i think they've been so fluid and and musical almost um with aaron the way Rod- they've just stepped up and protected aaron Rodgers, who, who did get sacked once one sack this year in two games yeah that's you take Which, that that in itself tells you fucking how aaron Rodgers is playing this year yeah that's true absolutely um on time and on target um. So the pass rush is something to look out for, and you're right, Jaron Cook, Alvin Kamara. I mean, Jared Cook, God damn it, I hate seeing Jared Cook. Oh, I know. He just hurts my heart every time. He should be on our sideline, not anybody else's. We should still have like, mm. we still want Jared Cook. We still need to mm. replace Jared Cook. Yep. Incredible. We paid somebody more than anybody else in the league and still fell very short of what we got from Jared Cook. Well, let's see. The next three games that we have, right, is going south. Uh, We play Saints, then Falcons, then uh, Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Yeah. So how many of these games do you feel like it is important to win? And and that's – let's – I mean – You got to come out with two. I think we should win three. You gotta yeah. come out with two. If you don't beat the Saints, you better place yourselves above Atlanta and above Tampa Bay. And I think I mean, you, the South has looked would, bad to me this year. Mm-hmm. You look at what happens when those teams go outside their division. The Saints lost to the Raiders. The Falcons lost to the Cowboys in embarrassing fashion, and the Panthers also lost to the Raiders. Who the who the Bucks just beat this last week? The, the Panthers. The Panthers, yeah. <laughs> So those are the, those are all their their non division. I don't think they've won a game outside the division. Yeah. So. Yeah. But here's the thing with this year, like our schedule is very front heavy. You want to get as many wins as you can, but it looks like we got a whole lot of wins sitting at the back end, and there's a whole other playoff seat this year, anyways. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. That's no, this year. Chill yeah. Until today. No, that's th- so that's still going, but I think you should still try to win the division. And there's only one buy. There's only one buy now, right? Ah, yes. There's only one buy, so get the buy. You know, it's like, all about the buy. Yeah, so you know if if you're trying to get the buy, you need all three of these games. Uh, yeah, if you're trying to get the buy, then you have to beat Tampa Bay and you have to beat the Saints. Do you think there's any chance we miss the playoffs? Yes, there's a chance. Like, I think yeah, it's small. I know small. it's bold and it's a long way out, but really, like, of course there's a chance. But aren't you real fucking confident already that we've got a playoff spot? 
Yes. Especially with seven now. Yes. I think, like, as long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't miss more than four weeks, then yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll yeah, agree with that. I co-sign that. Rodgers missing time can always change things quick. We know that. Do you think uh, the Packers will try to add someone, offense or defense, before uh, before the end of the year? I say that's unknowable yet. What what percentage would you say? Twenty seven percent chance. I give it I give it a sixty one percent chance. You think they're likely headed in that direction? And I'm not I'm not talking about some free agent whatever pickup. I'm talking about uh, an addition, a legit addition. You mean like you're thinking they're going to trade for like a trade a, trade a second or third rounder for somebody? Yes. Yep, I can see it. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to happen. We're going to have to lose a couple games. I'm going to go 53. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at too. Like if we're playing this well, it doesn't make sense to to add more. I think, you know, our record last year was really great, but when it came down to something that would get us through the NFC Championship, we realized that we were short. But yeah, but like Emmanuel Sanders doesn't move the needle for that. I don't think I'm. Yeah, I'm not saying it's necessarily a wide receiver. But yeah, I'm but like that's what the addition something. would have been last year, and yep. so it's like you. That's that's snacks. Yeah, that's the thing is like you think the run defense is weak and you add snacks Harrison, but then you need a wide receiver. Like yep. it, you never know what it's going to be. You just got to make sure the guys in your room, your locker room, are like. I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like Brian Gutekunst is professedly aggressive and he hasn't been aggressive in a while and i think he is it's time i well yeah i think he i like i see him i could see it as a potential strategy like okay we couldn't afford anyone in the off season halfway through the season maybe you get someone half price mm-hmm. something like that that you can pay half of a year of a contract you I mean, can, yeah, maybe it goes the other way. Maybe instead of losing guys and being desperate for somebody, we're hot hand and we see an opportunity to solidify because we've got a legitimate right. championship run going on. But I think right now, sitting at two and zero, it's kind of impossible to make that kind of prediction. Right. I you know I don't see like a blaring place of need. I think if we can keep going like this. If we can keep producing on offense like this and we can keep doing what we need to do on defense, then, yeah, I don't really see something happening. Like, I'm trying to think of where we would add, and I think we could add either on the defensive line or at tight end. I could see us adding at tight end if we if we don't I mean, like. I could see why If nobody team. emerges from, from among Tanyan and Sternberger. Uh, how should we wrap up this conversation about the Saints? Saints. So we're going to the Superdome, and it's Sunday Night Football. We're listening to Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth, because Al's got the night off, apparently. He's like, New Orleans plus COVID equals no thank you. Aw, that's sad. No, Michaels, we're going to miss Michaels on our Michaels night? Yeah. I love Al Michaels. Um, 
I also really like Chris Collinsworth. I also like Joe Buck. Is the other guy that's on that broadcast the young the young guy? Is Liam that, McHugh. Is that Chris Collinsworth's son? No. Chris he, Collinsworth's son is looks, on ESPN, I think. Okay. There, unless no. they added someone else that unless they added because the Collinsworth's dude looks kid. and sounds like Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth's kid. Skip around. Elliot saying he loves Buck and Collinsworth. Al Michaels and Collinsworth. And Buck. And Buck. Yeah, they're all really good at their jobs. I don't have anything against that. I hate you both. I think, yeah, no. Joe Buck sucks. Joe Buck is awesome. I like Troy Eggman more than I like Joe Buck. I think it's it's turning once again. There were there was a while where I liked Aikman more than Buck, but Aikman, I think I'm getting a little a little tired of. I think I think Buck sure. is is yeah. Uh, J- uh, Troy Aikman just said that the most likely like Tampa Bay and the Saints just played each other, and he was like, "This is this is in all likelihood going to be the NFC Championship." After that was like you know America's game of the week. Yeah, I mean that's just hyping it up though. It is, and it, but it was. The, I don't know. Did you say that That's after the game? Because I, I did not get that impression after watching those two teams. Oh, yeah. No, he said it after the game oh. as it was wrapping up. It was like, you know, Tom Brady, does. you know, they still got some things to work out. But, you know, this is in all likelihood going to be the NFC Championship. These two teams really are the class of, of the NFC. And I can't wait to see these guys play each other again. And it oh, was, that's stupid. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. And I don't want Troy Aikman to be my hype man. I want Troy Aikman to be, you know, Joe Buck can be a hype man, you know, like that's that's his job, but Troy Aikman should just stick to like, and what you see here is uh, something like going on right here, and, <laughs> you know. And Joe Buck is the most milquetoast motherfucker that ever existed. He's a milquetoast motherfucker, oh, but he's a great play-by-play commentator. So Joe Buck, when he got his show shut down by Artie Lang, Loved it. Did, was great. That he totally deserved it. Joe Buck. If you haven't seen it, fucking go to YouTube, look up fucking Artie Lang, Joe Buck. I mean, it was a great fucking ten minutes of evisceration. It Joe was, Buck had a TV show on HBO that was canceled after that shit. Yep, and so he's been better ever since. He's he's continued to get better at his job. The dude's a pro. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, he's kind of leaned into the fact that he is perceived as a dickhead, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's kind of made him stronger at what he does. Just realizing that most people think he's a dickhead and he's going to try and be a lovable dickhead. So and Joe Buck is probably at like... least on my list of those hated people. Chris Collinsworth is just the fucking worst. Chris Collinsworth is the fucking rich guy at the camp across the way in every movie where the fucking summer camp kids try and overcome fucking their fatness or their laziness or whatever their shittiness is. And Chris Collinsworth is the rich guy in the sweater vest that fucking tries to beat them at the competitions every summer. I would counter with Chris Collinsworth as Matthew McConaughey's uncle and the entire reason that Matthew McConaughey is interesting. Matthew McConaughey is not interesting. All right. All right. (laughs) 
I see what you did there. Yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. I just it just felt I just felt it. Yeah, because yeah. I. Yeah. Does this game really matter? <laughs> Does, like. We're gonna win. We're gonna lose. We win. It's fucking great. We're on a trajectory to fuck with all the top teams in the fucking league. This, if we lose, we're pretty much still on that trajectory. We just had a fight that we didn't win against a great team and a fucking all-time great quarterback in their house. The one thing about the football is that you can look back at the end of the year and you can say, we should have won that game. I don't think it happens the same in baseball where you're like, man, we should have won those 20 games <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Like, in football, you look back and you say, we had them. Well, you know, like, if we lose this in, in a very sad, embarrassing fashion or whatever – if we lose it and it's sad, then yes, it will have meant something. Um, but, you know, you can also look back at this one, and as far as forgivable games to lose, this this is definitely one of them. I, I, would, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think if the Saints play better than they have in their two games this season and we lose to them, I'm okay with that. If it's a coming-out party for New Orleans, cool, great, have a party, you're fine. Right. right. But if... If we get blown out and look like shit, or if it's like they don't look sharp and people are still tweeting about how Drew Brees looks old and not the same, and we still lose, Mm -hmm. and they don't have Michael Thomas and we still lose. I mean, there are definitely fashions in which we can lose this game that will be troubling. Then that would be troubling. Being very realistic. Yeah, but what I so what I'm saying is that that is the bare minimum for yes, this game means something. Second of all, it's it is Saints Packers Sunday Night Football, and that means something. It's gonna be fun. A- absolutely, I think Lafleur's yeah, offense is flourishing. Sean Payton is creative. Taysom Hill's revenge. Jared Cook's revenge. Like yeah. this is a team that we were amped to maybe face in the playoffs last year, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't. We instead got hit by a bus, and it was sad, but. It, yeah. Now is the matchup. Black Mountain Chicken Wings. Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers has been the the Twitter debate du jour. Yeah. And Drew Brees looks like total shit, so I'm excited because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers could totally end that debate with a with a I definitive expect, performance. I expect Aaron Rodgers to win that battle. I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to win that battle. And I hope that Aaron Rodgers expects the same thing of himself. I hope that he comes out and asserts his dominance at this point in Drew Brees' career says, look, I am the true mature god around here. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fun thing. I really think Aaron Rodgers is going into this game like childlike excitement just all over. In years past, I don't think he would have. I would have thought he's going into this game trying to be a professional about it and do the political right thing and make all the correct plays. I think Aaron Rodgers at this point in this year and his career right now where it is in his personal life, everything, I think Aaron Rodgers is just sitting at home fucking excited to fucking play a football game against one of the best and show what he still got. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. And that that feels day. like the difference to me and Aaron Rodgers. He's no longer just trying to do the best things. I love what he came out and said about like his mental health and like how he's just yeah doing better by himself and, and like that's I mean, great. 
Good stuff. He's he's on he's on a Tuesday radio sh- or podcast again, you know, radio show. Hell yeah. He's living it up. Love it. Glad to see the, the young boy live large. Yo. Fuck it. Trump wins. This is going to be the last year of the NFL anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>